Previously on Tuning Japanese. Brianto Dynamito Neon. <laughs> is that the Japanese version? Yeah, I had to write that down. <laughs> Seriously? That is the Japanese version? Yeah, yeah. That's awesome. Space. It's the final frontier. Wait, what? what? These are the voyages of a big white bulb. How am I the one with the court order not to sing in public? I, it always baffles me. Millie is turned all the way. <laughs> yes, I'm <laughs> drinking, she says. It's Millie. Ah! Bash is, as we've alluded to earlier, faking it. Yeah. He's probably afraid of space aids. <laughs> <laughs> He's also an orphan on the run from a drunk, abusing aunt and uncle, always trying to... He trails off, but I'm guessing always trying to give him the $5 footlong? I love how Millie and Meryl, when they show up, they're just, they have the coolest sparkle animation around them. It is so, and like the music is great. It's so fantastic. Elsewhere, Las Vegas starts its engines. (laughs) A huge neon cowboy lights a huge sparkler cigarette with a glowing flame-throwing lighter. This guy is definitely overcompensating for something. You've heard of a rhinestone cowboy, right? This is the next logical progression. A neon cowboy. Oh, Voiced by Mike DeGord. DeGord? DeGord. DeGord. D apostrophe. See, look. D apostrophe G-O-R-D. Oh, DeGord. 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 <laughs> Bloody ladies? Whoa. <laughs> Bitch lacers. <laughs> the cannoneers are all knocked out by the kid's gas. Wait, what? The kid farted? <laughs> yep, the kid farted. But so we don't know what the fuck is going on. Who's There's flower petals. There's a woman with black hair. She says, you know, I'm so excited. The meaning, <laughs> of, the meaning of life? <laughs> oh, wait, that's what? not a euphemism. I need to know who the father of my baby is. <laughs> She'd be like, is it the one with the uh, the slimy hair and the... <laughs> and the neck tattoo? <laughs> <laughs> yes, it is. Gernicosama! Shit, you're sick. Just go to hell and die. Such a great voice acting work. Oh. You go to hell, you die! <laughs> no, it wasn't. That, was, that would have been better voice acting. The steamer enters the canyon and closing. Will Vash stop the bad lads? Will Bill slap Josh? Will the McElroys sue us for using their opening? It's tuning Japanese! Welcome to Tuning Japanese, a podcast where three dudes in their 30s talk about anime. I've got the devil's luck. I'm Bill. Also with us is Josh, or as some people call him, Derringer Josh. Bang, bang, motherfuckers. Pow, 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 pow. And I guess you can call him Stun Gun Andy. <laughs> Wait, I'm not sure what that means. Uh... Pow, pow. I got the guns that kill. Yeah, they're tiny too. So, <laughs> uh, tiny and deadly. Uh, tiny a, but fierce. No, no better metaphor than for your dick. All right, so tiny but fierce. Tiny but deadly. Uh, so no, no, no. This thing brings life. Oh, uh, I thought it was. Uh, that's true. I thought it had SARS. Uh, so, 
Uh, no, that was the there's strippers. A, there's an inside joke. Strippers have SARS. There's an inside joke, folks, that no one will ever <laughs> get. Even Bill doesn't get. And he, it's not I an don't really. Joke even, yeah, no, I, I. It's not an outside joke. It's he's in, in on it. Yeah, I'm in on it. I don't remember why. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> hey, guys, it's Tuning Japanese, and this is episode eight, and we're going to be reviewing the episode of Trigun and Between the Wasteland and Sky, which is the end of our two-parter. Yeah, I can't wait. Are you guys ready to see what happens with Brilliant Dynamite's Neon? Oh, yeah. I want to know how Vash Vash gets through this. Beautiful. Well, it's 920, so yeah, I'm ready. Hey, guys! Time dilations are a bit. Let's start with nerd news, and if it's short, that's all right, because I think our recording was very long on Mm -hmm. the last episode, so, I mean... On the episode we're going to do tonight, I'm so confused. So, uh, I'll start. I don't have much. All right. Uh, all I'm going to say is, I have never played a Telltale game. Okay, neither have I, actually. Oh, have any of you played Telltale? I've not played an not official Telltale mm-hmm. company game, but Until Dawn is that same formula. Genre. Yeah, same yeah, formula. Yeah, same formula. Because I thought it was, and then Will res- told me, from Pwn Stars, Will told me that, no, that's not actually Telltale. That's a different okay. company. Gotcha. Yeah. I played, uh, for the first time, there was a flash sale a while back, and I picked up a couple games, and one of the games I picked up was the Walking Dead Season 1 pack the uh, of the Telltale games. I got it for, like, five bucks. Okay. So I played through the first, uh, like, I guess, episode. They, they break them up into episodes. And it does kind of make it feel like, a t- like the TV show in a way, like the fact that you've got, like, an episode and, and you play through it. And so what happens if you forget to do your morning uh, talk at the radio? That wasn't part of it. No, it wasn't part of it. There was a walkie-talkie, though, that okay. you, you do get pretty early on. The season two, just wandering around, you have a button that makes you yell, Sophia. I have not played season two yet, so I don't know. Oh, where's the coral button? Oh, oh that would coral. be great. Coral. Those are my, those are my that, favorite memes. That gets a lot of play as a joke. But no, wandering around screaming Sophia for an entire fucking season. That's why I don't watch See, Walking Dead. See, that's the problem. You just got to power I, through or skip season two. Skip all of season two except the last episode where the last episode was really good. I will not disagree with you. Season with two the, was not good. With the unending it was not shotgun? Good. It wasn't good. And not a lot happens. But after that, it gets so, so good. And I guess it's unfortunate some TV shows, it, they I have was, those off seasons. I was so drugged down from two that I didn't enjoy it. I, maybe, well, I didn't even maybe that's why I thought three sucked. But I couldn't get into three because I maybe because I was just so drugged down. You were probably drugged down. That's kind of how I felt I, when I got into season five of uh, the Game of Thrones. It was season five was so terrible that I almost didn't want to watch season six. And then when I started watching season six and got through it, I was like, "Thank God I watched this because it was really good." What was one of the big things in season five? I forgot. Um, season five was Dance of Dragons. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, that was like the big thing. Yeah. Uh, okay. It was yeah. it was a bad season. But, and um, gestures that you yeah. can't see. It's so no true spoilers. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Viper, Viper versus uh, wasn't that also the season? Yeah. Over over on versus the mountain. Uh, mountain. Yeah. Which was actually book three, but still. All right. So if there's anything that I need to talk, kind of a takeaway as my first experience with a Telltale game is I like that. You know, it has that thing, like you said, like in Until Dawn, where it's like sometimes it's button pushing. There's not a lot that you actually do. You can walk around. Things are usually determined by the choices that you make or time button situations. Right. And what's really cool is that there are certain scenes that if you die, if your character dies, they will make you start over. But there are times where you have to make choices, one thing over another, and it changes the story as it goes. And it remembers the choices that you made. Which is which is interesting, and it, it's the same thing as you get in like an Until Dawn, mm-hmm. uh, or is, is uh, there a choice to uh, either piss off Negan or don't piss off Negan? Well, now I'm going to get to that in a second. <laughs> you know, it's it's like it's like an Until Dawn, a heavy rain where like it follows you, it remembers, and I like that. I love those kind of games. I like the ones that like what you do actually has an impact on the story, mm-hmm. and 
you mentioned Negan, but what's kind of cool is that they get, obviously build new characters, but they do sneak in from time to time characters from the se- the actual series outside of the con- like the the sto- like the actual the continuity. St- the continu- I mean, like it's it's part. Like, it would fit in with the continuity, right? Like it would make sense, but it's like not part of the direct continuity. Right. Like you're not running around with Rick. You're your own. You're your own character. Oh, right. so, so you're not even. You're not even necessarily. No. With, the only okay. characters that you actually run into are uh, you. You go to Herschel's farm. Okay. Um, and you're there. You're, that point. And you're there for a short time. And you also uh, later on in that same episode run into Glenn. So there, you you do see those two characters. Everyone else is completely new and original and interesting. Okay. Um, and what's really cool is that at the very end of the episode, it tells you. Because it, you know, it, if you're connected to the internet, it sends your what your your main choices are to their server or whatever, and it tells you the percentage of people who chose this over chose this, and it tells you where you fell, oh. and it gives you the exact percentage of those that were connected to the internet at the time and sent their their answer essentially oh, cool. across. That's so that was kind of neat to so be like, I actually agreed on almost everything but one thing while when I played through that episode, and I was okay. on the huge minority in that choice. So that was kind of interesting. There was a, there was a scene. Are you planning on playing it anytime soon? And it's not. A Huge spoiler. I'm, not, I'm, I'm out of Walking Dead. Uh, yeah, okay. Walking Dead. I but, mean, but one of the choices was you had to choose really quick. Do you save this little kid who was kind of, kind of spectrumy, and the voice acting kind of made him a little annoying, honestly. Okay. He, um, but and I'm not. That's I'm not. That's not the comparison I'm making with the spectrumy. He just he. That's just kind of his character. Those in are general. two separate two things. separate ideas. Right. Either save him or save Herschel's kid, and I saved the little kid. Apparently which, that which was Herschel's kid. Uh, I can't remember which like one. Like one of the hot daughters? Uh, no, no. This is a, a male, a male, one of the male oh, sons that, no, that, that, that I don't remember the names at all, oh. even of Andrew. Go look at the flowers. Oh, sad. Um, so the I, I saved the kid, and apparently that was the big minority. I was like, man, that says a lot about people. Um, it may have just been because he was annoying. Yeah, it might be the, the, the voice acting really, was bad. Really annoying. But um, a lot of gamers are assholes. That's true too. So I thought that was kind of neat, and I like that at the end of the episode, it gives you a preview of the next episode, which is kind of cool, and it plays out like some things, but just enough to give you a general idea of what it's about, but not like tell you like the type of decisions you have to make. So See, Until Dawn does the other opposite, where it says last time on Until Dawn, uh-huh. or previously on Until Dawn. Uh-huh. Really? And it shows you the story so far. Cool. Oh, That's okay. cool. I'm going to have to, I'm definitely going to check yeah. out that. I'm, I might have to borrow it or pick it up myself. Yeah, so until Dawn, that is. Yeah, that was my first foray into those okay. games. I thought it would just be neat to talk about it a little bit for those that haven't played it. And mm-hmm. if you, you get a chance to play those, um, play them. And I heard that the first uh, season of The Walking Dead Telltale is not even as good as some of the other Telltale games. So I think it's one of the okay. weaker ones. And I enjoyed it quite a bit. I guess so. it's a Batman one. Yeah, um, my, one yeah. of my coworkers uh, had said he had noticed, because I'm, I'm friends with him on the PlayStation, and uh, he said, he'd asked me that, and he said, uh, if you once you get done and you need something else to play, let me know. You can borrow the Batman Telltale from me. So, right, so we I'm might have to get him. Bill might need to get his hands on that. Yeah, one. I might have to, yeah. you know, sneak it over real quick so we can try it out. <laughs> right, it's, right. It, they're not really long like to right. play usually. So yeah, I actually want to play the Borderlands Telltale game because mm-hmm. yeah. that'd be a fan. lot of fun too. That's because like, I'm a big fan of those games. Yeah, and, and, and they've got a they've got a Game of Thrones one too. Yeah, yeah, I want to do that one too. Neat, so cool. all right, uh, Bill, any any nerd news this week? Just that I have started following mm-hmm. and I immensely enjoy all of the rogue slash alt government agency Twitters that have come up. <laughs> you want to explain a little bit if the fans don't know what you mean by that? Because I like, I like the yeah. NASA. Yeah. And- yeah, alt NASA. and I think like Rogue Pata staff is one of them, um, where people within the White House who... Mm-hmm. It's just a Twitter resistance where when the official channels 
for scientists and reporters have been shut down, mm-hmm. that they are throwing a middle finger at the federal government and anonymously creating... Mm-hmm. You can't silence the internet. Right. They're anonymously creating Twitter feeds to keep real science out there. Yeah. Well, one of my favorite things about that, aside from just the general idea that they're, put, they're raising their middle finger, is that this hopefully will bring more general public like traffic to websites that normally may not be looked at by the general public. You know what I mean? Right. I don't know if I ever, ever would follow the parks department. Yeah. But now that knowing that this is going on, I might be more willing to go there and maybe become educated about certain issues and things that I didn't know before and didn't, didn't think about. Do you not like outside. Leslie Nope? <laughs> Leslie Nope is awesome. <laughs> I don't think Josh realizes that's not auto, a real autobiography. I, I know. Or like, you know, it's not real, like, real life. What do you mean? I mean, I know they look into the camera and they talk about their lives. It's, it's, Be- so, it's such a documentary. Because the federal government has no business managing nature. Thanks, Ron. Ron Ron Swanson, he's our man. I need a Ron Swanson pop to go with my my hall of my psyche. You know what? I still need to get you that that uh, because I found it at at a at a uh, at a restaurant, the Ron Swanson Pyramid of Success. They actually have a poster of it, which has everything on that pyramid for Ron Swanson. I think the top thing is like bacon or something like that. (sighs) Nice. It's amazing. I, I have a little. Uh, pop figurine collection that I think really is my psyche. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. So, cause I have a, I have a Batman. Mm-hmm. I have an Adam West Batman. Right. I have a Piccolo and I have a Bender. Right. So. Yeah, Ron I, Swanson would be a, I really a... only pick out the pops that mm-hmm. really I think are kind of part of my psyche. Mm-hmm. Alright. Oh, I have a Punisher too. I have a little keychain Punisher. Nice. Cool, cool. Cause that's super psycho violent. It's just, yeah. just a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. All right, uh, so there we go. Check us out. I think that's that's really a cool thing. I love I love any kind of mm-hmm. just middle finger right now to oppressive government. Uh, Josh, in general, I like middle fingers to government. Oh uh, yeah, Politica. Again, I'm getting a little wrong. God, we should do a bonus episode about that sometime. That'd be really interesting. <laughs> Josh, it's your turn. You can check that out on our Patreon if we ever do that. Patreon.com/slash Tuning Japanese. Watch Mojo sucks! Oh my god, you piqued us. Um, and piqued my interest. Uh, so, why they they do lovable things like the top ten anime summons and, and like the, <sighs> the greatest Pokemon. Right now, right now, right now, they are on my shit list. And the reason why they are on my shit list is their top ten fantasy anime list. Oh, that's cool. Did they put like, Record of Lotus War, nope. Slayers? Nope. Uh, legend, legendary heroes. No. Um, uh, sorcerer hunters. Nope. Even to an extent. Those who hunt elves. Those who hunt elves. Nope. Oh. Um, Dragon Ball Z's a little bit fantasy. Yeah, I think Dragon Ball Z's fantasy. A little bit ish. Nope, not not there. Oh well, then what the hell's on the list? Number one was Full Metal Alchemist. Don't get me wrong, guys. Wait, wait, wait. Before you start thinking that I hate FMA, wrong. I love Full Metal Alchemist. I adore that series. Brotherhood's one of the best series ever. The reason why I'm grumpy about it is not, to me, it's not a fantasy setting. It's very much, when you look at it, a industrial, post-industrial re- revolution, kind of a 20th century. Isn't that about a kid that does magic in his golem, brother? <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah, no, that totally makes sense. That checks out. Yeah, it does sound a little uh, fantasy to me. Because the way I can equate fantasy 
is the setting, uh, the time period. Okay, setting is important to it. I would time, agree. Time period, agree. you know, you're, we're, we're looking at so 15, you, so you would never 15th, enjoy, 16th century. So you would never enjoy a fantasy set in maybe, I don't know, modern day Chicago? That's that, modern fantasy, and that's a different, that's different because it's modern fantasy. There's, when you have to say modern fantasy and then medieval have, fantasy. But do they have a te- modern fantasy section te- in the bookstore? Technically, it's urban fantasy. And urban fantasy still says fantasy, and that list just said fantasy, not still, medieval fantasy, not sword and sandal okay, okay, fantasy. Okay, fine, fine, Even fine. sword and sandal stuff like Conan is different than Tolkien is different than Dresden. But they they're were... all fantasy. Now, I think the fact that there are some very obvious great fantasy series that even I like mm-hmm. that aren't on that list. That probably is a problem. That's the big issue that I have. Um, because that's probably the bigger issue. But, is. but I, I think jumping all over a, something like Full Medical, Al- Full Medical Alchemist. Jesus oh, Christ, I would watch Full Medical Alchemist. That would be kind of fun. Metal Alchemist, where a magician and his golem brother fight what homunculi? I think that's what they're called, homunculi. Yeah, in, in a less than modern setting, I think totally fits fantasy. I think that is. An unnecessary attack. Can, can I make a minor note here that Bill knows an awful lot about Full Metal Alchemist? Carry like, it's on. everywhere on the fucking <laughs> internet. Like, that's everything I know about it. Okay. Mind you. Well, and then a little girl being turned into a dog. Like, I, I've seen that meme over, I don't know what it means, but I've it's, seen the it, meme. It's one of the saddest moments of the anime, and that anime is, anime is full of sad moments. Was that but, in Brotherhood or just the regular that, one? That was in both. Okay. That was in both. But, the resolution it's was all over. Watch Mojo lists, for instance. Yeah. So. Well, and 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 that's what what bothers me is the real meat of the the issue is that really classic animes like Slayers, and I'm sorry, Slayers is is one of the top uh, fantasy animes. Period. People love that series. Record of Lodas War maybe a little bit. I mean, they had a that's... mention, but they weren't even an honorable mention. They were just put in the uh, the the opening bit where you show bits and pieces. Oh, different like fantasy type things. And they even mentioned, well, Tolkien lovers will love this list, and it really didn't have that kind of. Was Gate on there? Uh, Gate was. Okay, that makes Ga- sense. Gate's on there. They went with Inuyasha. Which Inuyasha I, would make sense. Yeah, because I think that ReZero was on there. I yes, ReZero was as well. Uh, Berserk was on there, but when you when you cut out Slayers, Lodas War, or even Legend of the Legendary Heroes, mm-hmm. and someone made an argument was, well, they're only posting more current anime, and that's bullshit in its in of itself. Vampire Hunter D could be considered a a fantasy anime because it's post apocalyptic. Fist of the North Star, once again, another fa- could be considered fantasy, even though it's post-apocalyptic. Well, Vampire Hunter D and Ninja Scroll. The fact of the matter is that the list was bullshit. It was, it, to me, it was bullshit. It wasn't a great list. I just don't know if it's worth getting this upset about. I'm very upset about it. So, I, obviously, so, but so I just don't know that the it's... thesis of your argument, if I'm getting it correctly, is that the creators of these lists on Watch Mojo are unfairly focusing on newer anime than older anime and right. not giving at least a fair shake to both within their critique. Uh, of, yeah, of what, what could be considered classic anime mm-hmm. should be a part of that list. I yeah. like Watch Mojo. Don't, don't get me wrong. I actually can't... I'm just very upset. Yes, I'm very upset about this. Right. Watch Mojo still has some really great content. But man, guys, you, you dropped the ball on that one. There you you really did. We're calling you out, Watch Mojo. I know you listen to us. Yeah, you do. I know you do. You need to change that shit right now. Yeah. All right. Come on. Get get your he- get your heads out of the now and look at at the then as well. The anime opening themes list was pretty good. Oh god, mm-hmm. yeah. 
Yeah. No, I, yeah. I don't know if I love number one being Pokemon, but it is pretty... Uh, it's catchy. It, Everyone it's, knows everyone, it. Yeah, I mean, it's, come on, come it's on. ubiquitous, so let, I, I get it, that. Let's face it. Anyone that starts going, I want to be the, the very best, best like no one ever was. Anyway, so... Train them is my... Okay, like, we got to stop. We got to stop. We'll get sued. Um, so... <laughs> It's like that. It's like that thing uh, from Cartman in South There's Park. Multiple. The minute ones. the minute you start singing, yeah, I saw that. Yeah, um, let's talk about that. Can we talk about the Shamrock Shake? Shamrock back? Shake. Like, I just want to mention that. Um, yeah, and there's new flavors of the Shamrock Shake. Oh, what? Okay, I, I, I was all, all. So they're not all just green vanilla ice cream. Yeah. So like, there's the new Shamrock huh. chocolate chip, and then there's the kind of half and half like uh, chocolate and Shamrock Shake. Apparently. <laughs> there were a couple people on my Facebook feed that had said, like, yeah, I always ordered my Shamrock Shake that way. About time they actually put it on the actual menu. Apparently that's a thing that people did. A secret, half, menu, a yeah, secret, like a secret menu. menu item. Half chocolate, half... Um, half green vanilla. Green, green, yeah, green wow. vanilla. Or mint. I was going to get a nice healthy snack on the way here. Not healthy, but I was going <laughs> to get one that was a much lower calorie snack because I wanted something. I wanted a nice, like, hot chocolate drink. But then I saw that and I had to. So I love how how you came in to the, came in today. You're holding it and you're kind of protectively holding it, and you're just because it and was you're justifying yourself to us. Yeah, I was it. because it's Shamrock Shake, and I have to have at least one a season, and that was my one. So I'm happy now. It, but yeah, we don't give a flying fig. I know about, about your diet but, or your, but it's your workout so, ethic. But it's so we amazing. are not married to you. So kind you know of. what? You, <laughs> we have been your friend. For long enough that we don't give a fuck. If you want a shamrock shake, have a shamrock shake and enjoy that Thank shit. Thank you, Josh. That's all I needed to hear. But you know what we do give a flying fuck about? Anime. Yeah. Well, two of yeah. us. Uh, <laughs> and we, we care about Trigun. Yes, we uh, do. Damn, skip it. And we do. we do care about episode eight of Trigun and between the wasteland and sky. Should we get into it? All right. Probably. All right. It's uh, Whose week is it this week? Oh, it's mine. All right, Josh. Take it away. We open with a shot of the steamer racing towards the canyon. Internally, we do see that the steamer has reached 88 miles per hour, and that's going to take approximately 12 minutes for them to hit the canyon wall. Which I have to ask, and I didn't get a chance to really measure it, is this going to be the runtime of the episode? Oh, I thought you were talking about your dick. I was going to say about... Uh, never mind. All right. I thought maybe they were going to travel to the future. Uh, wait, what? <laughs> They were 88 aisles an hour. Ah, <laughs> you win. Very nice. All right. Very Podcast nice. over. We're good. Right. Joke of the night. Hey. Uh, Marty, <laughs> we got to go save the save the sand steamer. Uh, got to go to the future. Your kids are assholes. <laughs> <laughs> I do have to ask a question, and maybe we need to go back uh, to look at it later. Uh, the 12-minute time frame, if that is from beginning to end of the, not the entire episode, but of the entire experience that Vash goes through. Taking on the bad lads and all that, because yeah, twelve twelve minutes is a, is a definitely an odd number to throw out there. It is, but then again, it's TV logic. Yeah, so, I, like, I don't, I'm sure that's not. There are there are TV shows that do keep strictly to like, you know, everything that happens like like twenty four, twenty four, or uh, there was an episode. Of I got I got twenty four probably does not keep. Strict. Uh, it keeps pretty good. It does keep pretty good, honestly. You're, um, you're talking 48 minutes in, uh, in, in Doctor Who. Doctor Who, yeah, yes. there was Do- was, Doctor Who episode uh, that, that, that was literally episode. like title, like like had like the premise was it was going to be like 48 minutes, and that's how long the episode was. So like that was another like kind of again was, playing with was, time and keeping it consistent. I've yeah. seen something like that. I can't think what it is. Top of my head, it's, yes, it's a utilized trope. It's not an overutilized trope, but it is a trope that's utilized. Right, I, right. I like that. So I'm going to say that that's what's going to happen. So uh, of course, 
BDN makes a, makes a, a statement about how it's going to be beautiful and everything else. Everything's I mean, beautiful, as we saw right. from the last episode. He, he <laughs> loves his beauty and his, his right. lights and his glamour. Uh, the uh, the conductor, though, looks at him and goes, well, you and your gang are going to die, too. At which point, he makes the statement that, no, we're going to get out, and you're all going to die. Yeah, and he, then he pulls out a garrote wire. Yeah, that was twisted. Yeah, we'll never speak of it again. Yeah, never. So what's going on elsewhere? Well, Vash is hiding in the ventilations with the uh, <laughs> with the young boy. Um, Not a euphemism. Nope. And I, I gotta say, this episode, I think, and we'll get into it when we get to the final comments, is better than the first half. Mm-hmm. Uh, first half, like we talked about last week, had a lot of setup, a lot of exposition right. yeah. to get us to this point. There are some really good, goofy bits right. in this second part. So, so Vash is sitting there with the young boy uh, named Kite. Oh, yeah. that's his name, Kite. Yeah, we. I think we finally find that out. Right. Vash asks, "So, what are they? What are they doing?" We do the convenient cut to something outside, and we cut back to Vash going, "What? They're gonna do that?" <laughs> uh, uh, the the convenient. Well, we don't need to explain this again. Mm-hmm. Cut, uh, cut the vice, which I love that. And Vash makes the statement. And I love this line. Is that death and poverty <laughs> like me so much? They brought. Friends. Yeah, I, lo- I love that. I wrote that line down too. Right. Because he's like, oh man, why can't I get a break? And then he reads, says that line, and then he yeah. follows it up with, oh yeah, and, and then, then there's the insurance girls. girls. It never ends. And then, like, you hear him very quietly, he goes, ow. While Vash is having his little meltdown, we cut to Kite, who has his brief flashback moment. And we're going to have a few of these about mm-hmm. uh, Kite's backstory, where it's, uh, it's his father designing the sand steamer right. that they're on. Which will come into play later. Yes, more to come. Vash decides he's going to stop the bad lands, lads, and Kite's uh, a little, you know, just is like, what? Why are you going to do that? That's a bad idea. We need to get out of here. But then he shows uh, Vash the uh, blueprints. Mm-hmm. And he even points out that he uh, these were recreated from his father's blueprints. And Vash goes, wow, you even got it down to that tiniest little little scribbles on the side here. Yeah, it's, uh, it's interesting uh, to show how much this kid cares about this steamer, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, that he did everything he could to sneak aboard. Uh, it's just interesting to finally get little bits of, like, why he knows so much about this thing to begin with. Right. right. And and we even get to another flashback where we have, like, an inspirational speech about Kite's father. He talks about that uh, Kite should devote his life to others. And it was the reason why he designed the sand steamer was to create something for people. Kite's reverie is interrupted by Vash's motivating headbutts. <laughs> yeah, that's motivational. Yeah, that was... Hey, 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 it works in professional wrestling. That's true. So yeah, no, I love, I love his like, just, 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 he's, he's... What is your piece? <laughs> what? No, daddy. No. Not the piece. Not the piece, daddy. No. I was doing old British lady. <laughs> oh, oh, God. Well, you sound, well, you sound like my dad when he was drunk in the South. Like an old British lady. Wait, I'm so confused. Whoa. Anyway, moving. <laughs> We, we we need to move on from here. Yeah. Um, so yeah, yeah he kind of hammer, hammers kites. He does. Down he uses his head as a hammer, right? To punctuate each word. Right. It's great. He does that. He says every word with a lot of emphasis. Action time! Oh my god! Vash, uh, we see the uh, bad lads are like, uh, what's going on? As a cart with uh, two compressed air cans canisters is rolled up and like uh you see it get shot at and they're like oh my god we're gonna die and then nothing happens the cart stops in front of them like oh that's great and then vash dives out and shoots him yeah he does he freaks out because as we know about vash he doesn't hurt people okay well, no, obviously he does well okay, this is this is, not, this, is not, this is not the point where, where it's more he just shoots them and they're taken they're taken out and then there's a third dude he's like 
uh, hi. He's freaking out. And then we get Vash who just does this really goofy grin. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And then we cut out to uh, him and Kite hanging out in the uh, speaking tube hub. Oh, yeah, yeah, the voice tubes. Right. So they're kind of, they're like, oh, what are we going to do here? Then we cut to BDN where we have the, you know, he's talking about what's going on. And then all of a sudden we have the one baddie who Vasha left standing, mm -hmm. falls over, goes, he's got me, boss. And he falls over to have a picture of Vash dr drawn. It's like, uh, it says uh, so funny so from funny. Vash TS. Right. And there's a copyright symbol on Yeah, on that's, there. that's awesome. I like oh. how you pointed that out. That was right. a nice little touch. Yes. Copyright Vash the Stampede. Mm-hmm. Vash decides that um, they're going to use the speaking tubes to uh, figure out the bad lad's movements. He goes so far as to let uh, BDN know that, oh, he's got me in this area, da, 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 and runs off to, to get the bad lads to run off. And he starts over-dramatizing his voice lines, <laughs> even to the point where he starts grabbing Actually, it's kind of how Michael Denley does his voiceover work. I, I think that's right. So, so, so Bill, I know that uh, you were cracking up. At certain points of this episode, what do you make of the, the use of humor in this one compared to the last one? I don't think I have anything terribly insightful to say. I mean, the humor, obviously, there's more of it. Like I said, the, mm -hmm. the last episode was a lot of setup. Yeah. Right. Oh, yeah. Um, so, yeah, the shenanigans in this one were mm -hmm. a little better. Yeah. Right. I like I like how they, they do a good job in this episode of melding the action with the comedy. Mm -hmm. You know, it felt like some of the earlier episodes. Right. That, like, you know, that, like, get you really invested in the series. Right. I really enjoyed the the fact that it's um the the banter between Vash and Kite is very buddy copish. Oh yeah, yeah. And more so the the juxtaposition because Vash is obviously older. You would think he would be more yes. the grizzled, you know, oh, I only have three days left till retirement, I'm too old for this shit type of yeah, and character. But it's Kite. Not, yeah, Kite. And the he's kid. the goofball. Yeah. I, I really yeah, I really love that. And one of the other things I want to point out is Vash is, is telling Kite, you know, keep an eye on their movements, I'm gonna move around. Kite's like, Well, how am I gonna get to relay information to you and hands them a pen. Yeah, and we get another one of these like moments of like some of the mythology of what's going on, right. some of the backstory. Lost technology. The lost yes. technology. And, he's ta and he tells him, he points to his earring and he goes, you know, just communicate and I'll hear you through this. And the kid's like, well, where'd you get this lost technology? My question is, is lost technology uh, spy gear? Essentially, yeah. Well, lost technology is anything, anything that that's... we consider modern-ish that they're not using now. Yeah, because, I mean, keep in mind, this is an Old West sort of right. themed... But they, they yeah. had, so it's sort they of like Numenera. They had ink pens yes. in the Old West. Well, the pen part wasn't the lost technology. No, the radio no. was. Oh, yeah. okay. Exactly. No, it's like like you said, Bill, it's like Numenera. Yeah. Okay, fair Where enough. There's okay. a former world that had higher levels of tech, mm -hmm. you know, current to our world or, or more, and they don't use most of that anymore. Yep. Okay, fair enough. Yep. So, uh, as Vash is about to uh, head out to start uh, meeting his foes head-on, the bad lads get a drop on him. They do. They open fire on him. He quickly turns around, and he takes out the, the baddies, and then freaks the fuck out. Yeah, he really does. You, you want to explain it, Andrew? Yeah, in this scene, uh, it, again, this is quintessential Vash, as I was kind of talking about alluding to earlier. You know, he realizes he's messed up. Like, he's fucked up. Right. Like, he really thinks that he's actually really hurt one of these people to the point where they may die. And he goes, and, and instead of them rushing off and getting to safety, he tries to save one of the bad lads. Right. And that's pretty cool. But what's really crazy about it, Kite starts basically belittling him, saying, like, what are you doing? We need to go. Right. And then he, like, he realizes, says, you know, like, are you really intentionally trying not to kill these people who have, are trying to kill us? 
Um, which I can understand where the kid's coming from. Right. Right. Totally understand. It's a pragmatic approach. Yeah. Absolutely. Do what you got to do to survive. Yeah. This is survival. This is not, oh, let's play nice. Yeah. And then he realizes, Kite does, that Vash has been shot himself. Right. And that he's... Bleeding out. Bleeding out at this point, essentially. Right. And, and Vash even admits to stating that not killing isn't very effective, but he's not going to compromise his principles and snuff out one flame of life because it would, quote... Make her cry. Yeah, he's doing this. Yeah, he won't end it because of her. Right. Because... I'm not sure that he injured those battle ads, though. I think he startled them. I mean, you see the one kind of going nuts with his machine gun. Yeah, well, that's it's possible. That... I think he startled them and they shot each other. Shot each other. Or it's possible. the one shot mm-hmm. everybody. Well, whatever would happen, either uh, Vash was more of a heat of, heat of a moment shootout or they they well, got yeah. each other or whatever. It's clear that Vash made a mistake because they got the drop on him. Right. And he, there was an overcompensation. So. Right, right. And then we get some more background, right? Another flashback? Yes. Uh, we do. We start seeing a bit more of Kite's backstory. We find out that his last name is Trevisic, because it's written on his father's tombstone. We oh, see, yeah, yeah. We see that, that at some point in his life, his father and mother had left, mm-hmm. never came back. They passed away. That at some point, he was out taking care of himself in the... Uh, you know, living out on the streets, and then that's where he met BDN. Right, and got involved with the Badlands. Got, got involved with them on the on this whole job with raiding the steamer, because he had the intel to do it. And then Vash gets all fortune cookie. Really, yeah. <laughs> and that's the thing, too, because, yeah, because uh, Kite... And actually, this is more of a flashback, because we've already flashed ahead to Vash taking on the Badlands. Right, and, absolutely. And uh, But we flash back, and Kite even starts screaming about, I've betrayed, they've betrayed, everyone's betrayed. Yeah. There's no going back from that. And then Vash says, the ticket to the future is always open. And then... Damn, fortune cookie, Vash! And, and, and then, why, are, why are you so nice and tasty? And then also said his lucky numbers were 12, 72, <laughs> 9, and 5. Damn! <laughs> I knew I should have should have listened to that one. I know, right? Bingo! Ah, break card. No, 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 we're, no, 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 no. I forgot. Bash is caught first, right? Well, we let's back it up just a little bit. They start there. There is commentary from uh, BDN's team. They're talking about <laughs> Bill quit twerking. <laughs> wow! He said, "Back it up." <laughs> And he's backing it up like it's like it's hot, and, this and dropping is, it like it's hot. This is a, this is why we don't do a video podcast. So anyway, we cut to the bad lads uh, trying to figure out what's going on. One of them decides to state that Vash has the devil's luck, and BDN's like, no, no, it's not anything like that. So then we cut to uh, Vash uh, going down a hallway, getting uh, directions from Kite, at which point he opens the door, and there's BDN with all the bad lads, guns trained on him. Did Kite turn him in? He goes, Kite, get out of there, break card. Well... We're back. <laughs> and we cut back, come back from the break card with the bad lads shooting the shit around Vash. Not at Vash, but around Vash. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Because they pretty Scare much... Tactic. Which doesn't seem to be effective. I think it's... A, they're testing him. Right. This is, the, this is Vash the Stampede. But they, they, don't know, know, they don't know that yet. Well... But... They, but this guy, this they know they're dealing with someone. They're trying to me- measure him up. They want right. to mess with him a little bit. So I think that they're and you know they're, they're they're shooting around him to see how he reacts. If he stands perfectly still and keeps his cool, they obviously know. he'll survive, and they'll know they've got someone on their hands. And this is a gang. Maybe they think they can recruit him for their side. Or BDN just wants to make the kill his. That could be true. Well, I mean, there is a point later on where a guy was like, "I'll waste him," and he's like, "No, no, right, I got right." This. 
BDN is impressed by Vash. He even comments saying that he loves the way he sparkles. Sparkling. Sparkle, sparkle. Sparkling, why the pressure? And, uh, you know, know, he... I hope nobody makes a jazz Mr. Sparkle! Oh, God. Mr. Sparkle! Oh, God. (laughs) Anyway, BDN is monologuing a little bit about about how great everything is and how pretty and blah, blah, blah. And we find out that Kite got busted by the bad lads and they're beating the shit out of him. But it's okay. But but it's it's looking pretty bad for Vash. Not yet. And everything's not going to end well. And then, Derringer to the head. A BDN. Because uh, you know who's here. It's Meryl. Millie! Whoa, 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 whoa. Shh, 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 shh. Back it, back it up. Meryl first. Meryl uh, first. All right, all right, all right. Because right, she introduces right. herself as Meryl Strife from the Bernardalia Insurance Society, but there are those who call her Derringer Millie. Two of the bad lads no, are like... No, Derringer Meryl! Derringer Meryl. Der- okay, okay. Derringer Meryl. And then there's... The bad lads start to start to uh, react. They're going to start taking, taking her ka-tunk. down. And then they're taken down. And then one of the bad lads slowly begins to remove their mask. And it's dramatic. And then I it's see all... sparkles. And then it's it's Stun Gun Millie, guys. Well, it's Stun yeah, she Gun just Millie. says, I'm Millie, I'm, I'm Millie Thompson, but you can call me Stun Gun, Stun Gun Millie. And she has pudding, and it's great. So I guess you can call me Stun Gun Millie. Like, yes. she just... Yeah, like so like, I just made this up right made now. Made it up right then. I don't have a badass nickname, so here it is. <laughs> so uh, Meryl begins to uh, pretty much uh, name drops Vash in front of the bad lads, and they're all like, "Oh my god, it's Vash!" And, and BDN's like, "Oh yeah, I was wondering why I was so impressed. Let's duel." Yeah, they decide to do an old-fashioned duel, which is pretty cool. It is pretty cool. Not before the uh, steamer uh, hits the, the canyon wall for a second. There, more on that later. Vash agrees to the duel, but states that if he wins, BDN will stop the steamer. And he's mm-hmm. like, sure, fine, whatever, let's do this. I love the idea of this because I think it's more along the lines, it's not a pride thing, it's or, or it's kind of a pride thing, but it's more BDN wants to have a story to tell. Yeah, no, definitely. I mean, it's all about the flash and the flare. You know, he could kill Vash. I mean, well, okay. He, 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 he has he, Vash. He had the at- opportunities to attempt to kill Vash. Right. right. He decides not to because, again... Now this is this is not just any story about the steamer. Now mm-hmm. he's going to duel with Vash's Stampede and talk about how he defeated Vash's Stampede in a duel on a speeding sand steamer. Yeah, it's adding all that's about to plummet down a, a canyon, dude. That would be a badass story to tell. It is full of sparkles, honestly, and glitz. Honestly, if you ask me, win, win lose, hands. or draw that. That's and a hell. That's a hell of a. That's a hell of a story to tell. So honestly, BDN's got a winning proposition. Yes, here. he does. Whatever you uh, say, Fishbulb. <laughs> so, so, I, and I love how they set set this up. BDN, BDN pulls out a, a coin. He's like, "Okay, let's do this." Yes, we'll just toss this in the air. He goes, "Excuse me for being old fashioned." Yeah, he says, "Once once this hits the hits the, the ground, ground, we go, we go." Flips it in the air, and we of course we've got that little moment of tension where we see it track. We're tracking it in the air. We see everyone. the The conductor tells everyone that, "Hey." We have no choice. We have to trust Vash on this one. Mm-hmm. And then the steamer hits the rocks again. Hits the rocks again. And Which is we, really important. Yes. Another Once again, more on that later. The coin hits the ground, and BDN drops his shoulder pads and starts letting loose. He's got machine guns in his shoulder pads, guys. Yeah. Had to have something in there. Yeah. Cooler. I, I, I hate to say it, Be- but cooler shoulder pads than Excel's. Are you going to try to do this with every series we do? Yep. Are you going to try to link the last series I, to the to the current series? Or just to yeah. Excel? To Excel. I'm, uh, I'm going to constantly link it back to Excel. 
But yeah, he decides to uh, unload on Vash. Uh, Vash uh, evades fire. Mm-hmm. He uh, pulls out his uh, trusty revolver and in five shots scores the first hit on BDN. Yes. And then falls to the ground. Yep. Uh, everyone for a minute, they're, they're not sure what's going on. A lot of gunfire. They're like, uh, are they both hit? What's going on? And then BDN realizes what's happening. Right. And he gets up, draws his, his revolver on Vash. And everyone's like, oh shit, he's going to take Vash out. Boulder flies out and he shoots it away from Vash. Yeah. He saves him. He saves Vash. Yeah. Dun, dun, dun. Uh, One of his henchmen, Baramy, is like, dude, twist. Yeah. You should take him out. And he's like, no, uh, uh. Any name worthy. Fuck you, bear me. A, yes. na- a name defended to the death is a name worthy of respect. respect. Yeah, bear me. I love that. Yeah, bear me. What'd your mom name you that, bear me? Because eventually Pearl Jam's going to write a hit song about him. That's Jeremy. Bear me. So, yay, Bash wins. We're like, yay, awesome. Let's stop the train. And because we realize that it's uh, it's not yet 12 minutes, we have a bit more tension. They yes. can't stop the steamer. Well, you you knew this was going to happen. Right. This, got, is, this is the trope of all tropes right here. The right. last bit of tension before everything yeah. is resolved. Stopping any sort of, anything with a timer, ending it right before it would explode or go off the cliff or whatever. Right. Yeah. So Bash is finally like, okay, Kite, this is your time to shine. You got to do something. Kite's like, yeah, whatever. The uh, crew members are like trying to figure out what they need to do. They're like, okay, we got to jettison the the steam, uh, the steam water. We got to get, we got to shut this down. How do we do this? Kite shows up. It's like, hey, okay, this is exactly what you need to do. <laughs> I love it. He, I love how he shows up and he's like, hey guys, I got this. And they're like, fucking Fuck asshole adults. They're all like, you're a dumb kid. No, it's not you're a dumb kid. It's like, so they see that he has the plans. Mm-hmm. They realize, oh, this is what caused all of our troubles to begin with. They start beating him up and the and plans. We, and we get mostly great... Plans. Yeah, yeah, mostly, mostly the plans. Yeah, mostly the plans. And we get great voice acting. I will not accept help from you. We will stop the ship ourselves. Great voice acting. So, eventually, uh, Vash motivates Kite to, to help out. They're having issues getting... <laughs> Getting through the, um, the, the, the... What a shittily made room. Oh my They're God. like, oh my God, the emergency stop lever is behind all these pipes that we can't get to. Kite's call. dad's kind of a dumbass. Yeah. yeah, and they make the statement, it's like, man, what, is, this place is like a cellar. What? No. Yeah, no, that no. doesn't mean anything. That's like the exact opposite of a cellar. Cellars are, are in the basement, poorly lit, cold and damp. The only thing that they got right is, is possibly damp. And with, pipes. The hum- with the humidity pipes, and pipes, yeah, I guess. But yeah. yeah, it's a giant door. They had to unbolt the entire thing, <laughs> yeah, like a million bolts. Mm-hmm. Right. The emergency stop is behind a bunch of hot pipes, mm-hmm. and the emergency stop gets hot. Yeah, it's a terrible design. Yeah, no, not great. No. That emergency stop lever should be easily accessible, preferably from the cockpit. Yeah. Right. Right. Or the bridge, so, or whatever the hell it is. So, of course, we had the moment where the uh, where the stupid adults are like, "Oh, we can't get through; it's too tight." And <laughs> here comes Kite in, right to the rescue in, in in like a fireman's outfit that's protect you know like a hazmaty protective suit. Yeah, and he dives into the pipes and like immediately falls belly down on hot pipes. And he's like, ah, gets burned, gets crawls. up, and keeps going. Yeah, grabs the emergency lever. It's burning his hand. Way to go, Dad. He, <laughs> it, yeah, it's burning his hand, and he's like, fuck this, grabs his other hand, holds onto it, and just pulls it down. Kite's 12 years old, guys. How the fuck, man? That kid's got a hell of a pain tolerance. When I, when I was... Super, tw- super bad attention. I'm sorry, I burned my finger once when I was 12, and I freaked out so bad, I think I pooped myself. 
God, there's an image. Sure, when you were 12. Uh, hey, if, I, if you like to do art, uh, <laughs> <laughs> let's animate this scene. Um, Josh burning himself ah, and, then, myself! and then pooping. He's already gave you the voice there for you. I'm sorry, no, no, it was 12-year-old me uh, plug your ears, guys. Oh, uh-huh, twelve-year-old. Uh-huh. So yeah, he pulls the emergency brake. The excess uh, wires jettison. That wasn't really a break, though. All they did was remove power. The power source. Oh, uh, yeah. true, true. But they're like, "Oh, we're not slowing down enough." And then we cut to BDN in his battle wagon. That's the best way to describe it. Yeah, it's a battle wagon, and he just pulls that motherfucker right into the steamer, and then we cut to the next day. We're, we're left to think that maybe he sacrificed himself, but he doesn't because he's. We find out that Vash, who makes, who calls him, and I love this statement, he calls him Mr. Nasty Selfless Act of Heroism there. Yeah. Didn't, didn't leave us alone about this the whole time back. And essentially we cut to, to the, what happened is he goes, don't take anything about this. I'm just fulfilling my end of the, of the, uh, bargain with this duel. Mm-hmm. He lost the duel. So as a man of his word, he stopped the steamer by, yeah, crashing it yeah. into the wall. Yeah. No, he's, he's honorable he, mostly. Yeah. Yeah. Honor amongst thieves. There you go. So we cut to uh, Vash and and Kite uh, sitting on top of the steamer with Kuronekosama! Look, Kuronekosama! Wait, what? Oh, I missed that one. Kuronekosama was right there with them. I missed that one. I did too. Yeah, yeah, no, I totally missed it. No, he's there. Watch it again. It's Kuronekosama. Okay. I'll have to go back. Anyway, so yeah, Vash is just chilling, and then all of a sudden, Kite starts singing a song on the first day of Pebble. What the fuck's the first day of Pebble? On the first day, a pebble. Yeah. Oh, I thought you said on the first day of pebble. Dropped uh, out of nowhere. No, uh, uh, something dreamy world. Yeah. Yeah. I'll put it. it I'll put it in post. I'll put yeah, it. Uh, that'll be. That'll be the close. I'll use the song for, right. the, for the close. So Vash, Vash uh, realizes that it was a song that she sang, the mysterious her. Well, we know. Did we got the name? I think. Yeah, we know. Yeah, Rem. we know it's Rem. Her okay, name is Rem. Okay, Rem. And Vash is like, how the hell? And then he starts crying, and Kite once again just starts beating up. He beats up Vash over this. He's like, he's like, what the fuck, man? It's a good song. Quit it's making good fun song. of me. Quit making fun of me. Vash is like, I'm injured here, and uh, that's it. We we cut out um, yeah, to it. That's, and that's, then that's about it. We and have our was... preview for our next episode. Yep, uh, Murder Machine. Murder Machine episode nine will be my review. So, uh, real quick, let's talk about our likes, dislikes on this episode. All right, uh, Josh, would you like to go first? Sure. I really like this episode. Granted, it's not heavy plot-wise. It's it's very basic. It's a very basic get in. We got to get this taken care of within X amount of time. Save everyone. Action, action, action. Comedy. Boom. In, out, good. That's what I enjoy about this episode. Is is it's it's very straightforward. It doesn't try to create more mystique, even though you get a little bit of that. Mm-hmm. It doesn't try to make you think for yourself. It's an honest classic action episode with some great comedy. I love the banter between uh, Vash and, and Kite. As, as I said, it's like a buddy cop uh, drama. Yeah, Kite's they like, play off each other well. Yeah, Kite's a, uh, I'm uh, two days away from retirement line, mm-hmm. uh, away from, from uh, really yeah. making really, it into really a buddy cop. Yeah, to clutching it. The episode itself, though, was really great. There was some great animation, I thought. So, all in all, I really enjoyed this episode. Good. Uh, Bill? Yeah, I mean, it was good. Uh, you have to watch it with the previous episode, really. Yeah. Again, it's our first it's, paired it's episode. That, I don't no. think it's our first paired. Oh, no, we, we had one before. Right, we? yeah. We had, because the, uh, the, the August stuff. Oh, yes, okay. Yeah. The Augusta so, stuff, yeah. Just like we said before, you know, there are pairs of episodes. Yeah. And I think as a whole, it's a very good story. Um, obviously, the first one was all set up. And this one was all, again, like 
Josh said action and comedy. Yeah. You know, dynamic things happening. Mm-hmm. Payoff. Right. Yeah. No, and I, I would agree. I would think that I, – I think that the comedy is very strong in this. I think the action is interesting. I like – as we talked about last week, I really like the character of, of uh, Brilliance Dynamite Neon. I think he's an mm-hmm. interesting villain. We've talked about in a couple of the episodes, we had a few a few moments where the, the antagonist wasn't as strong uh-huh. uh, and developed. But this one is, is well-developed and interesting. And I think the eccentric nature of him really adds to that. He had to have been from the – the, 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 yeah, the sort the of Muriel. Yeah, yeah. M- M- more than likely. M- thank you. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I think that this was uh, a really good episode overall and re- really was just a lot of fun, a lot of, like, really entertaining. I don't think there's much else to say. No, I think, I th- I think we've, we've pretty much handled it. Uh, so next week we're going to be handling episode nine of Trigun <laughs> Murder <Damn> Machine, <gasps> where we will see the introduction of an amazing character, Josh's favorite character. And we- I'm sorry. He's going to act like this. Oh, God. All right, and not curl neck. Stop it! Stop it! You're hurting my cavity. Um. <laughs> this has been Tuning Japanese, a podcast where three dudes in their 30s talk about anime. I've got the devil's luck. I'm Bill. I'm Stun Gun Andy. And I'm Derringer Josh. And we fight crime. Yay! <laughs> Pose! Yeah. Pose! Is it because his gun's small? Thanks for listening to Tuning Japanese. For more information, visit our website, tuningjapanese.com, like our Facebook at facebook.com slash tuningjapanese, and follow our Twitter at tuningjapanese. You can also get a hold of the show by sending us an email at tuningjapanese at gmail.com. Please help support the show by going to iTunes and leaving a five-star rating and review. You can also go to patreon.com slash tuningjapanese to get all kinds of bonus content and help support the show monetarily. Tuning Japanese is part of the Questionable Endeavor Network. For more information on other podcasts and articles, check out questnnetwork.com. While you're there, listen to more great podcasts like the Shadowbane Podcast, the Rundown Wrestling Podcast, Raw Attitude Podcast, Geek and Gamer Guild, the Slasher Sanitarium, Pwn Stars, and our brand new show, New Blood Rising. song but i like it it's a good song so shut up oh yeah right it's a good song i can't believe it it's the same song that she loved Oh, I'm in here, you know. Shut up, you flaky show-off. I'm a flaky show-off. That's right, you're nothing but a big idiot.